for this message, I'd like us to look together at Psalm 46. It's a psalm which, like me, you have probably seen quoted quite a few times uh, during the days that we find ourselves in. It's full of uh, wonderful truth that really helps us and strengthens us. What we'll do is go through uh, a verse or two at a time. So I'll read some, then we'll comment and learn from it, and then we'll move on. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is true and steadfast. At a time when everything around us is uncertain and so much is changing, your word never changes. And it brings life and strength. And may it do that now for each one of us, please. Amen. So this psalm, it, psalm could have been written for days like we're living in. It talks about chaotic scenes of things that were certain and strong are now coming down. But that's not where it starts. Um, and this is important. So let's read verse one. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And that, of course, would be one of the verses which gets quoted a lot at this time, and so it should do, because it's wonderful truth. But what I want us to notice is this is where the psalm begins. I know that's obvious, but it's really important. The next verses are going to talk about incredible chaos and difficulty and challenge. But that's not where the psalmist starts. The psalmist starts with God. Even though God's people are experiencing turmoil and difficulty, the psalmist wants to get their attention on God. He begins with God and who he is and who he is for us. He says he is our refuge and our strength. Notice God himself is our refuge. The writer isn't saying God has prepared a place for us that we can go to and we'll be okay. He's not saying that God has a plan for us that we will be all right. No, he says God himself is the refuge. God himself is strength. God himself is our help. He's not saying God has a strategy for us or steps that we can follow. And if we follow these, then we will be strong and we will experience help. No, it's much, much greater than that. It's amazing what he's saying, that God himself, the creator himself, is our refuge, our protector, our help. God isn't wanting us to be strong. God isn't wanting us to help ourselves. No, God is saying in this time of chaos, which we will go on and read about in the psalm, in this time of chaos and uncertainty, I want you to know I have strength. You will find strength in me, in God. And notice too that God is present right in the middle of everything that the psalm is about to talk about. God is present right there. It's going to talk about mountains falling and the sea surging and being in chaos. And God is present in the middle of the turmoil. So in the middle of everything that we're experiencing in the world today, things which none of us have lived through at all before, 
things that no one can predict what is going to happen, God's present. God's here with us and he has strength for us and he has protection for us. He's our fortress, our refuge, our safe place, which means peace, which means comfort, which means instead of worry, instead of anxiety with all the uncertainty, we can know God's protection and hope and comfort. That's where the psalmist starts. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He himself is with us. We are not alone. We are not abandoned. God has not forgotten us or left us. He's not distant outside of the situation, looking on. No, he's right in the middle and with his people. So let's move on to the next verses, which talk about the chaos and the uncertainty. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Let's pause there. These words are describing chaos. They're talking about things that would normally be steadfast and strong and powerful and they're falling away. They're coming down. For people at that time, there was nothing stronger than a mountain. And no one could stand against the sea or control the sea. But the sea is in chaos. Mountains are falling. The strongest things that people at that time knew about are no longer strong. And the psalmist, as well as describing the chaos, is also contrasting the strength of mountains, the power of the sea. He is contrasting these things with God himself and saying, look, God is stronger. God is higher. God is more powerful than these things. These things are falling, but God is steadfast. These things are in chaos, but God is our fortress. God is our refuge. God is our strength. Stronger than these things, able to protect us from the chaos of these things. Nothing compares with the power of God. And in uh, the version of the Bible that I'm reading this from, at the end of verse 3, it says, Selah. Now, Bible scholars don't fully know what this Hebrew term means, but they think it's like a pause. Like the psalmist is saying, the music will keep playing, but before you sing the rest of the psalm, pause. Think about the truths that you have just sung. Meditate on these things. And this happens three times in this psalm. We are to pause. We are to take a break and think about the truth. There is chaos and uncertainty, but God is greater than that. And he is present with us and has peace and strength for us. He is our refuge. Right now we can read many, many news reports and analysis of what is happening in the world. We can read the statistics of how many people are catching this virus and tragically how many people are dying. And it's right for us to stay up to date with this. But let's make sure we are also giving time to pause and reflect 
on the strength and majesty and power of God. Verse 4. The psalmist moves us from the chaos back towards God and who he is. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. The psalm now talks about God's people and where they live. For the people singing this at the time, they'd have been thinking of Jerusalem. But we now know from the New Testament and because of the work of Jesus and the coming of the Holy Spirit that the city of God now is the church. That's where God lives. We are the new Jerusalem, the new people of God. And the psalm says God lives there with his people. And this city will not fall. The other <coughs> things that the psalmist talks about, the mountains, they're falling. In a minute, he's going to talk about kingdoms falling. But God's city, his people, they will not fall because God is within her. And what's more, there is a river running through the city that brings joy, that brings happiness. The river is contrasted with the chaos of the sea. The river has banks. It is flowing in one direction. It is not in chaos. It is not surging. The river brings life. In the Garden of Eden, there was a river that brought life. In Ezekiel's vision of the temple, there was a river flowing from the altar out into the world to bring life. And here, in the middle of all the chaos and everything that is happening outside of the city, in the city of God, where God is present, there is life, a river, a place where we can drink and know life from God himself. And of course, the, the river of God becomes a picture for the work of the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, Jesus cries out to the people, if you're thirsty, come and drink from me and then rivers of living water will flow from you. In this time of chaos, uncertainty, Instead of being overcome with fear and anxiety, let's remember God is our refuge and let's drink from his presence through the Holy Spirit and know life and refreshment. Notice that the psalmist says in these verses that help will come at the break of day. God will rescue God will come for his people to rescue us from all the chaos and difficulty. But it will come after the night. It will come with the dawn. It's almost like the psalmist is saying, there's a time to endure. There's a time when we will keep experiencing the difficulty and the chaos and the mountains falling. But don't worry because God is coming. The city won't fall and a rescue is happening. Our comfort, you see, isn't that God will stop harm specifically coming to us or that we will be unaffected by everything that is going on. We will be affected, many of us. We will know people who get sick with this virus. Tragically, some of us will know people who will die. Some of us will lose jobs, be affected economically. 
But what the psalmist is saying, that our comfort is knowing that nothing can take us from God. Nothing can take us from his peace and his strength. That's what his protection is. Him himself. And a rescue will come. We may need to go through the night, but he will rescue us. Light will come. He is our provision. He is our peace. He is our strength. And we can know that now in his presence, even when it's night. And the rescue will come at dawn in the morning. God will never fail us. And then the psalmist in the next verses goes back to what is happening in the world. Verses 6 and then on to verse 7. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And then there's another pause, another selah, another reflect on what we have just read. The chaos and disruption continues. But instead of mountains falling, this time it's kingdoms falling and nations being in uproar. But the truth is repeated. God is our fortress. It's like wherever you turn in this psalm, there is chaos. It may be mountains falling. It may be the seas surging or nations falling. But wherever you turn back, there is God, the fortress, the strong one. The one who's in control. And the verses go on from here to put our attention on what God is doing. Verse 8. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. And then he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Despite the nations being in uproar. God is able to bring their raging and their wars to an end. This psalm is talking about God humbling the nations. In all of their strength, they're not stronger than God. They have their weapons, the bow. This was considered to be the strongest weapon that an army could have at that time. It was the height of their advance, of their strength. That people could pull back a bow and shoot an arrow hundreds of metres to kill the enemy. This was the greatest weapon. And the psalmist says God breaks it. He shatters their spears. Their shields that they have to defend themselves, he melts them. God is stronger than the strongest army. And he brings their fighting and their confidence and arrogance in their weapons to an end. He brings a ceasing to their wars. Notice the psalmist says it's God who brings these desolations on the earth. Why? In order to get their attention, in order to humble them, in order to get them, instead of putting their confidence in their weaponry and their technology, he wants them to turn to him. He is shaking the earth in order to get the nation's attention. As it says in Hebrews, God shakes things in order that what cannot be shaken remains. And what cannot be shaken is God himself. And that's what's happening in the psalm. For our situation, we're not saying God has sent this virus. It's not from God. It's not punishment. But what we can say is God is definitely shaking things. 
He definitely is humbling the world, just as he is in this psalm. Political powers, businesses, science, the economy, things that every day we just took for granted and had our confidence in, God is shaking them. He wants the world's attention. He wants the church's attention. That's what is happening. And this brings us to the main point of the psalm, that in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of everything being shaken, in the middle of nations fighting and God bringing that to an end, in the middle of God being our fortress, our refuge, there is something more that is happening. Verse 10, it's the, the pinnacle, the crescendo of the psalm. Listen, God says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then the repeat again, verse 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah, pause, meditate, think on these truths. This is the whole point of the psalm now, the whole crescendo, that there's all this chaos going on, but God is our fortress. Nations are in uproar, but the city of God will not fall. And there's a river that brings joy and peace. But above all of this, running through all of this, is this point. That God wants us to be still and know that he is God. Everything else is falling. Everything else is being shown for what it is, things that can be shaken, things that actually are not strong, but they're weak. But God himself remains. And we are to be still and know him. In the middle of the chaos, the threat and the uncertainty, know God. Instead of fear and anxiety or trying to find a way out of our situation, be still, stop and know him. Know that he is in control. He is the mighty one. He is the protector. He is the comfort. He is the one ruling over the world. He is the one that determines what happens. Take time to be with him. Don't just have a knowledge about him. Don't just know things about God, but know him. This is talking about relationship. It's talking about knowing this God that is present with us. Knowing that he is the fortress. Know him personally. Be with him. There are many voices and opinions that we can listen to at this time with everything that is going on. Many people who can give a commentary on what they think is going to happen or why this has happened. And we can listen to some of those. But actually what's even more important is to make sure we hear his voice. Be still, says God. And know that I'm God, the true God, the protector, the refuge, the strength. Know his comfort and peace like a deep well within us. Many things are going to change in the coming months. Some people are talking about the new normal. But it's hard to know what that will look like with the economic impact of what is happening that's going to last months and months and months and right across the world. Many unknowns for how societies will 
mitigate and handle the virus in the future. All of these things make it hard to know what a new normal could possibly look like. But what is clear is that things are not going to be the same. Many, many things are going to change. And also what's clear is God is humbling the world. There needs to be a turning from the arrogance of our power and technology. There needs to be a huge reset of our constant consumerism, our unabated desire for progress and technology. All of this at the expense of the planet's resources that then has detrimental impact on millions of poor communities. God wants the world's attention. God is saying enough of this. I'm shaking things so you will see what cannot be shaken, which is him. I'm doing a huge reset, says God, on all the things that you would normally put your confidence in, so that you could put your confidence and trust in me. Be still and know that I am God. He wants the world's attention. But of course, that includes the church. God wants the church's attention. God's plan in all of this is that he will be exalted among all the nations. He will be honoured and worshipped by all peoples of the earth. God is shaking all things so that people will start looking for what cannot be shaken, which is him. He is the refuge. He is the protector. He is the safe one. And what this means for the church is that if we're looking to him, if he's getting our attention and we are being still and knowing that he is God, our protector, our strength, the one who will make sure the city doesn't fail, then that means we can't be shaken. If we know, really, really know the unshakable one, then we won't be shaken. The church can become a refuge for the world. The church, the place where God lives, where God is present, where God, the one who is the refuge, if the church takes refuge in him, then we become a refuge for the world. That's what God wants, that his people, his city will not be shaken. So in being still and knowing that he is God, amidst all the uncertainty and all the chaos, it means the church becomes the thing which isn't shaken because we're with God. That's what the church needs to be for the world at this time. That's why this psalm is so important. And in the middle of all the uncertainty that you and I are facing, in the middle of all the impact of this on us personally, be still and know God. Know his peace, his strength, his help, his comfort. Know God himself and we will not be shaken. And then we have something to say to the world, something to say to the countless thousands of people that will see that everything is being shaken and will be looking for that which can't be shaken. And we'll be able to say, we know, we know the one who cannot be shaken. We know where you can find peace and strength and hope and joy. Come with us. We'll show you it's him. It's God himself.
Dear, dear friends, take time to do what the psalmist says, to seal up, to pause, to break from everything that is going on, to stop and reflect and know him, the refuge, the rock, the one who has peace and joy for us at this time. Amen.